coming up on Locked on Dodgers. Shohei Otani has found a new level of happiness. Max Muncy came into spring training looking lean and mean. And we'll talk uh, answer your listener question about some under-the-radar Dodgers. That's what's on tap, so let's get Locked on Dodgers. You are Locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to our everydayers for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And please subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. My name is Jeff Snyder. My co-host is Vince Samperia, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like a lot of you. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And speaking of get started, let's get started here. Uh, another day in Dodger spring training camp, another day closer. Uh, as you're listening to this on Wednesday, we are now just one day away from the Dodgers' first spring training game. Uh, We don't expect Shohei Otani to play in that game, but we did get, uh, I I don't know if I'd call the Shohei Otani news, uh, but it was a Shohei Otani tidbit that definitely made some waves. And, uh, you know, that was something that we've kind of noticed. Like Shohei Otani seems to be in a very good mood this spring. And uh, Dave Roberts mentioned that too. Uh, This tweet from Fabian Ardaya of The Athletic uh, kind of points out, says Dave Roberts on how Shohei Otani has acclimated to the Dodgers, quote, quoting Dave Roberts, his level of engagement with myself, his teammates has been next level. I've heard from a lot of people that they haven't seen him laugh or smile so much. And uh, it, it, it passes the eye test. It confirms the eye test that Shohei Otani seems to be very happy this spring uh, in a really good mood. And one of the things I've always liked about Shohei Otani is he does seem like a really nice guy. You, he smiles a lot. He is a genuinely happy guy, it seems. Uh, and that was even when he was playing for lousy teams in Anaheim. Uh, he He's a happy guy. But, you know, this isn't Dave Roberts saying it's the happiest I've ever seen him. That wouldn't really mean anything because Dave Roberts hasn't spent significant time around Shohei Otani. But other people have. And those people have told Dave that they haven't seen him laugh or smile so much. And now this shouldn't be breaking news uh, because Shohei Otani got the biggest contract in professional sports history, at least U.S. professional sports history, this uh, past offseason. And for the first time in his career, he's coming into spring training thinking, I have a legitimate chance to win the World Series this year. Of course, he's going to be happier. He will have stepped up that happiness. That doesn't mean, and, you know, the, the replies to Fabian's tweet of that quote, um, a lot of people, specifically fans of the team that Shohei used to play for, seem to act like what Dave Roberts said was, Shohei Otani has never had a happy moment in his life until he came to the Dodgers. That's clearly not what Robert said. He said, laughing laughing and smiling more than people have seen him do in the past. And yeah, you know what? 
if I got $700 million guaranteed to me and a chance to actually go to the playoffs for the first time in my career, I'd probably be a little bit happier than I had been in previous springs. Not That's not to say he was miserable in previous springs. I think he probably even came into spring training at least hoping that the Angels could contend. But like, it, it doesn't take a stretch to realize that playing for the Dodgers is different than playing for the Angels the last six years with the expectations coming into spring training and the excitement around the team, especially with what the Dodgers did besides Otani this offseason, signing Yamamoto, trading for Glasnow, signing Teoscar Hernandez, all those things to make this team even better. Yeah, it's something to be really excited about. And when you're on a team with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts, two of the nicest guys in baseball, yeah, you're going to joke around and laugh. That doesn't mean that Shohei didn't like being teammates with Mike Trout or didn't like being teammates with insert angel player name here. It just means that people who know Shohei say that he's smiling and laughing more than he ever has before. This shouldn't be controversial and it wouldn't be controversial. And what I wish is that like there there's fans of that other team that seem intent on insisting that nothing is different about Shohei Otani. Everything about Shohei is exactly the same as it's always been. And the only difference is now that he's on the Dodgers, the media cares about it. Poor, pitiful me. You know what? No, things aren't the same. He's richer than he's ever been before. He's on a better team than he's ever been on before. Those are meaningful things. And you know what? Yeah, the Dodgers probably do do a better job of marketing him uh, than, than his previous team did. And so when he does something and the Dodgers tweeted out, don't be upset that the Dodgers did that. Be upset that maybe uh, his previous team didn't promote him as well as they should have. And specifically, don't be upset that he is on the Dodgers. Don't be upset at the Dodgers that he's on the Dodgers. Be upset at his previous team and specifically his previous team's owner who didn't make any effort to keep him on the team, who didn't make any effort to trade him for to get some value back when knowing he was going to leave the team. All those things. like. When you're a fan of the team with one of the worst owners in baseball, and obviously with the A's owner, that's going to be a really hard. It's going to be hard to ever be the worst with with that guy around. But you know what? Artie Marino is he's making a strong push. Don't be mad at anybody except Artie Marino because Artie Marino is the problem. And the fact that Shohei Otani is smiling and laughing more than he has in the past. Good for Shohei Otani. That's awesome that one of the guy, the guy with one of the best smiles in baseball, gets to do it more often now, and you know, and, and even more importantly, he'll get to do it in August and September, which he hasn't very much at all in his career. That's a lot of fun. And so, I, I don't know if Dave Roberts knew that this would be a controversial quote when he said it. He might have. Uh, you know, I one thing I'd be interested to know. Uh, you know, obviously Doc didn't say who has told him that he's smiling and laughing more. We do know that Shohei's agent was in camp uh, the other day. We know that obviously Shohei's interpreter is there all the time. And we know that former Angels manager Phil Nevin was in Dodgers camp the other day. His son pitches for the Dodgers in the minor leagues. And so that's three people who have spent a lot of time around Shohei Otani. I wonder if some of those people might've said it, you know, uh, there's, 
there's people who've spent a lot of time around Shohei Otani who have been talking to Dave Roberts lately. And if he says that they said he's happier, I'm going to take his word for it because why wouldn't he be? He's he's the richest dude in the world and he's on the best team in baseball. I'd be smiling and laughing too. I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about somebody else who's probably smiling a lot this spring because, uh, and he's making other people smile too. That is Max Muncy. We'll talk about uh, some quotes about him coming into camp, uh, looking pretty darn good. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. NBA season is going strong right now. And if you have strong feelings on something going on in the NBA, you're pretty sure you know how many points Luka Doncic is going to score in a game. Or uh, how many points LeBron's going to score in a game. Or who's going to win you know, the next Laker game. Whatever it is you feel strongly about, place a $5 bet on it. And if you're right, you get 150 bucks in bonus bets. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. And I'm back. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially want to thank our everydayers. If you're not an everydayer, it's easy to become one. Just watch or listen every weekday morning. Uh, if you are an everydayer, thank you. And tell your friends and family. Maybe they can become everydayers too. Also want to let you know you can become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. This is a text-based group where we will send you out our thoughts throughout the day on different things. Uh, and you can text back and forth with us one-on-one -on -one text conversations. It's a lot of fun. There's a lot of you over there already uh, joining that Insiders Club. It's just a few bucks a month. It's free 14-day trial. And yeah, come check it out. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we were texting today back and forth with several of our insiders about uh, the news that Yoshinobu Yamamoto received a bigger offer from the Phillies than he did from the Dodgers. And yet he came to the Dodgers anyway. We're not going to talk much about that on the podcast today, at least. Uh, we might someday, but we have been having conversations about that in the Insiders group. So check that out. Also want to remind you, you can check out uh, Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I know uh, for a fact that yours truly will be on Locked On Sports uh, Today the or Locked On, Locked On Sports Today podcast as part of that Locked On Sports Today 24-7 uh, streaming channel, uh, I was on with Peter Bukowski talking about Shohei Otani and the Dodgers. And, of course, this show is always on Locked On Sports Los Angeles every day, a couple times throughout that. So check out those streaming channels. And with that said, let's jump into our next topic, which is Max Muncy. Uh, this comes from a, a tweet from David Vasse, obviously an insider with the Dodgers uh, and with AM570. Vasse says, it's hard not to notice the improved physical condition of Max Muncy this spring. Both Dave Roberts and Brandon Gobes gave credit to Muncy for taking on the challenge to improve himself over the winter. Gomes added, our hitting guys are raving about him. And uh, this is awesome. Like Max Muncy, obviously he's always, uh, if you go back when, uh, when Vince and I used to do our old podcast, uh, We've been doing this Locked on Dodgers five days a week for 
Uh, it'll be five years in a couple of weeks. Uh, but before that, for about three years, we did a weekly podcast called the Scully Avenue podcast. And back in 2018, when Max Muncy first got called up to the Dodgers, uh, the first thing we ever sat, said about him, I described him as a barrel chested young man. Muncy is thick. Uh, he's, he's a yeah, barrel chested young man. He's a, he's a big dude, not tall, but like he's thick and, uh, obviously very strong, has a ton of power and he's always been fast for his size, but he was like, we've talked about both he and Will Smith, people describe them as fast, but always have that qualifier fast for his size, fast for a catcher, you know, that that's Max Muncy. And, uh, the fact that he has come into spring in much better shape is a really, really good thing. He, I, I don't know how much his size affected his play, uh, but I do like you, you guys, if, if you're an everyday, you might remember me saying early this off season that one of the things I expect I, during the off season was for Max Muncy to work really hard on his conditioning and his agility so that he could be a better defensive third baseman. Uh, and obviously, like Brandon Gomes said, our hitting guys are raving about him. And yeah, I mean, being in better condition is going to make him a better hitter probably too. Uh, there's always a fine line, both for hitters and for pitchers, uh, where if you lose too much weight, you lose some of the some of the power behind your pitch or your swing. Uh, but, you know, adding, you know, getting stronger and, you know, taking off fat, putting on some muscle, which is apparently what Max Muncy was doing this offseason, you're not going to lose any power. And we've seen Muncy already taking some live BP. He's got the power. He looks good. Uh, and the fact is, this is what I expected because Max Muncy knows that defense was an issue for him last year. He also knows he didn't hit as well as he wanted to last year. Uh, and so if he goes into the offseason knowing – I need to work on my defense. Well, obviously conditioning, agility, speed, quickness, those things are going to be huge on that list. It's called the hot corner for a reason over there at third base because you have the least reaction time of anywhere on the field. And, and so being able to react quickly is very important. And so I expected Max, Max Muncy to come into spring training in better condition. And it makes me so happy that he has because what that tells me is that Muncie looks at what the Dodgers are doing and says, crap, this team is doing everything they can to win the World Series. I got to make sure I'm doing everything I can to help that happen. And, you know, when Gomes talks about the hitting guys raving, like Muncie is almost an afterthought in this Dodgers lineup right now, where we know the top three are going to be in some order, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Shohei Otani. And then you've got kind of the, the triumvirate of Will Smith, uh, Max Muncie, and Teoscar Hernandez. And then you've got the, am I forget? So then you've got, oh, and then you got James Outman, uh, Jason Hayward, or Manuel Margot, depending on who's playing that day, and Gavin Lux. And so there's kind of three tiers there. Outman could definitely slot into that middle, that middle tier. Um, and, and for that matter, Hayward and Lux, quality-wise, both like, they, there's potential to not be any weak spots in this lineup. But Muncy specifically in that in the middle of that lineup, like he's been almost an afterthought, and yet he could he could hit 45 home runs this year. Uh, it, it wouldn't be surprising at all if he hits 
you know, 35 to 40. That's what he does every year when he's healthy. Uh, and, you know, if he plays good defense, like we, we said last year, the, the key to Muncie staying on the field was always going to be, does his offense justify it? Well, if he can play good defense or even average defense, so he doesn't need the offense to justify it, that's just, you know, icing on the cake. So it gives the Dodgers potential to have so much of a longer lineup having a healthy Muncie and then having Muncie at third base. If all of this conditioning help helps it, like one thing that people forget is that there was a good three-month stretch last year when Max Muncie was an above-average defensive third baseman. He struggled really badly at the beginning of the season, and he struggled again at the end of the season. In the middle of the year, though, from May through you know August or so, uh, he was an above-average defensive third baseman. He has the skills, and it's almost like uh, some of the stuff just seemed like little things where – he would make a bad throw or it would clank off his glove. You hardly ever see big leaguers have a ball clank off their glove. You know, they'll, it's just, it, my dad used to, when he coached me in little league, he used to yell at us, if you can touch it, you can catch it. And that's kind of the major league motto. If you get a glove on it, most of the time it's going to be caught. And Muncie had some of that, you know, well, if he's more confident at third base because of his conditioning, all that stuff, the throws, the catches, all those things are going to benefit from that. And so like, I don't expect Max Muncy to win a gold glove or even be in gold glove consideration, but I don't think it's crazy at all to expect him to be slightly above average defensively. Uh, he did that last year without the conditioning improvements. If he comes into camp in better shape, yeah, I think Max Muncy, above average defensive third baseman, isn't crazy at all. And definitely, like I'm at the point where I would be surprised if he is bad defensively like he was for for longish spurts last year, last season. And so, you know, that shores up that infield. Then your only defensive question there in the infield is Gavin Lux. And, you know, that's a conversation for another day. And one we've had before, I do think Gavin Lux is an elite athlete and has potential to be a good defensive shortstop. We'll see if the first season coming back off of knee surgery, if he is that good defensive shortstop, but you know, there. The left side infield defense is one of the big holes or question marks coming into the season. And if Muncie's in better shape, that, you know, that answers some of that question. It's huge. It could be huge. Max Muncie's condition could be underrated key factor to the Dodgers' success this season. And uh, especially if his condition helps him stay healthy and, and strong throughout the season so that he – is strong and going good in October, all that stuff. Everything about the everything the Dodgers do is going to be out about October. We, we talked about with Walker Bueller's pitching plan. It's all to have him healthy in October. All the other pitchers are going to be want you healthy in October. Every player moving Mookie Betts to second base. A lot of that is with the hopes of having him healthy in October. Everything about it and Max Muncy's conditioning is a big part of that of having him healthy in October. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to see. I assume now that. Vasse has reported that, that maybe uh, the media will get more pictures of Muncie. Uh, we, I know there was one video of him swinging, hitting a home run the other day. And, uh, you know, I don't know if anybody paid much attention to how he looked because we were looking at the swing. Might have to go back and look at that one. Hopefully we'll get more video and more pictures of Muncie so we can see what people are talking about because I'm pretty excited about it. 
So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to answer a listener question about guys on the Dodgers who might be flying under the radar this spring. And we might be talking about them more by the time spring training ends. So thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please continue to keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. Look, if you've ever if you've ever had to buy tickets to a sporting event, a concert, a comedy show, a theater event, anything like that, you know how frustrating it can be trying to find the best prices, trying to figure out what your seats will, the view will actually be from your seats, all that stuff. It's crazy. And even when you get your tickets, you always got this nagging concern like, did I get the best price? Could I have done better somewhere else? Well, I'm telling you, the way to do it is to go to Game Time because Game Time has a money, a bet, uh, sorry, the game time guarantee. They guarantee that you will get the best price on game time or they will credit you 110% of the difference. These guys are obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and sometimes even an hour after it starts. So it's the place to find last minute seats. You can find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And with zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for big time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. Like I said, 110% of the difference credited if you find a better price in the same section and row. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And back. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Especially thank you to our, our everydayers. Remember, you can become an everydayer by watching and listening every weekday morning. And the easiest way to do that is to subscribe wherever you're watching or listening right now. You can also become a Locked On Dodgers insider by going to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. And you can check out Locked On Sports Today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network. And with that said, we had a listener question that I really liked. Uh, this one actually came in via Instagram. Uh, like, as we know, we tell you every day, uh, there's a lot of different ways to get a hold of us. This comes from Billy Martinez on Instagram. He says, uh, I have a question for the podcast. Name one position player and one pitcher on the Dodgers ra- roster who is currently not getting much love, but by the time spring training is over, these players will be getting lots of publicity after standout Cactus League performances. Thank you, Billy, for the question. I think it's a great one. And uh, after the last segment, it might not surprise you that uh, the position player I'm choosing is Max Muncy because I do think expectations for Muncy uh, among the fans are pretty low this year. I think... uh, the defensive concerns have a lot of people really, really concerned. Uh, and there's also questions about Muncy's offense. He still had a lot of power last year. He was still an above average hitter uh, because of the power. But overall, he wasn't, he's never really been the hitter that he was what in 2018 when he first came up. That was his, I think, his best offensive season. Sorry, I should have had this page pulled up. Yeah, that was his best offensive season since coming to the Dodgers uh, by far. He had a 161 OPS plus that year, uh, and, and it was crazy. Like, he was came out of nowhere. And uh, last year, his OPS plus was 115. 15% above league average, but uh, not with 
not elite Max Muncy and coming off a season before when his OPS plus was exactly 100. Uh, it was, yeah, th- there are concerns about Max Muncy. Uh, he did get the power back in 2022. He only hit 21 home runs in, you know, 565 plate appearances, almost the full season's worth this last year, only four, uh, 14 more plate appearances. He hit 15 more homers, 36 home runs. Like that is back to when he's healthy. Uh, he averages like he hits 35, 36 home runs every year when he's healthy, except 2022. Uh, and so he did have a bounce back offensively last year, but his defense was a concern. And, uh, but the interesting thing is like in 2022, his defense at third base uh, was actually pretty solid. Uh, he uh, he played some second base, but mostly mostly third base and he was pretty good. And like I said, last year he had a pretty long stretch where he was a pretty good defensive third baseman. And so I am very, very high on Max Muncy. And I, I was even before I knew that uh, he came into camp in good condition. Part of that is because I expected him to, but I am, I'm high on Max Muncy. I think he is going to have a very good spring. And specifically, I think he is going to look good at third base to the point where we as Dodger fans go into the season, less worried about his defense. And that is that, that would be huge, honestly. So he is my offensive player choice uh, to answer Billy's question. Pitcher side is maybe a little bit uh, less obvious because I haven't done a segment about him already in this episode, uh, but my pitcher is Gavin Stone. I think Gavin Stone, I, I'm still very, very high on Gavin Stone. Uh, he's talked about how last year when he came to the big leagues, he you know, lost some things mechanically. He had to make some adjustments. He, you know, a, a lot of different things. And, and I've said before, there are some things you can't learn about playing in the big leagues except by playing in the big leagues. And unfortunately, the way most lessons in life, let alone in baseball, are learned is by messing up and and learning from your mistakes. And so I think that Gavin Stone's struggles early last season uh, are going to pay off. We saw him pitching better as the season wound down, as he made those adjustments. And I think that we are going to see this spring, Gavin Stone looking really, really good to the point where you know, I, I don't think it'll necessarily change the Dodgers' plan for him because the Dodgers have a lot of starting pitchers. But I do think that Stone will cement his status as first guy up if somebody gets hurt. Uh, and, and whether that means that he is on the team and pitching you know, in a piggyback role along relief until then, or if he's making starts in AAA, I would expect he'll start in AAA. Uh, but I expect Gavin Stone to be the first guy up when somebody gets hurt and I expect Dodger fans to be excited about it because of what he's going to show us this spring, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the fact is Gavin Stone was a top prospect for the Dodgers. Not very long ago, you know, a year ago right now, he was right there with Bobby Miller uh, as you know, the Dodgers top pitching prospects. Miller obviously had a better season last year than stone, but, there, Miller or Stone was above Miller on some prospect lists just a year ago. That doesn't happen by accident. Gavin Stone has really good stuff. He is a very good pitcher, and I think what we're going to see, uh, both in tri- spring training and then AAA, and eventually in the big leagues this year, is Stone showing what he can do uh, 
and, and showing why he was such a top prospect because yeah, his stuff is really, really good. And so that that's my, it's hard to pick under the radar guys for the Dodgers a little bit because there's so much publicity on the Dodgers and like on the position player side, there's hardly even any question marks about who's going to be on the team and who's going to be playing where, like the team is basically set. Like Miguel Vargas could be an under the radar guy simply because as of right now, he's edged out of a roster spot and maybe he's going to force his way under the roster. If Vargas hits really well and Manuel Margot doesn't hit, maybe Vargas takes Margot's roster spot. I don't know. Uh, stranger things have happened, but really it's hard to find an under the radar guy. And because even Vargas was uh, a top prospect a year ago too. Um, and on the pitching side, there's a little bit more. They have a ton of pitchers, and we, you know, we talked about the bullpen the other day. They have so many viable bullpen candidates. They have so many viable starting pitcher candidates. Uh, but I do think Gavin Stone is going to show some things this spring, and uh, I think he's going to have a pretty darn good season uh, in in 2024 for the Dodgers. Uh, hopefully, not getting, you know. I'm not going to wish injury on anybody because the Dodgers need all the pitching depth they can get. And maybe they go, maybe stone forces the issue and they end up going with a six man rotation uh, this year. You know, th there's a lot of ways that Gavin stone can get his starts. And I am looking forward to every single one of those starts. There's a reason I drove down to California to go to Gavin stone's major league debut, debut last year. It didn't go well for him. Although it did go well for Max Muncy who had a walk off grand slam. Uh, but I, I've been really excited about Gavin Stone for a while, and that is hardly at all diminished by his struggles last season. I think it's going to be a good year for him. I think that's going to do it for me for today. Uh, I do want to just a, a programming note, uh, give you a couple days heads up on Monday's episode, which, you know, realistically, it'll be Sunday night. That's when we uh, generally publish these episodes these days. Uh, that episode will be up on YouTube at the normal time, sometime late Sunday evening. Uh, it won't be available on podcast until about 9 a.m. Pacific time on Monday. We're switching podcast hosting providers, and uh, there's kind of a, a lag time over the weekend while they get everything switched over. And so we won't be able to publish it on the new platform until 9 a.m. on Monday. So if you, uh, you know, if you listen in the morning while you're getting ready for work on your way to work, or whatever, you might need to do that on YouTube uh, instead of on the podcast just on Monday. Uh, but I wanted to give you a couple days warning about that. Uh, one other thing, Friday's episode, Thursday night, uh, Friday morning episode will most likely be just Vince. I'm heading down for a baseball tournament with my son this weekend. And so tomorrow you will have both Vince and me. And then the last episode of the week will be just Vince. Uh, so that'll do it for me for today. Thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen. Especially thank you to our everydayers. Remember to become an everydayer by watching and listening every weekday morning. And the best way to do that is to subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now. Be sure to check out Locked On Sports today and Locked On Sports Los Angeles, the two 24-7 streaming channels on YouTube from the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, you can become a Locked On Dodgers insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Dodgers. It's a fun text-based interaction tool. We send out our thoughts on news and rumors and all that stuff, and you can text back and forth with us one-on-one -on -one conversations. It's just a few bucks a month, free 14-day trial, so check that out. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince since 91 I'm on Twitter at Snydog. Uh, both of our DMs are open there. 
You can also email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, or send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK, 5625. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.